Welcome to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. We want to encourage, equip, and connect those with a passion to impact the next generation for Jesus Christ. Student ministry can be a lonely place. You might even feel like you're the only one in your church or community that cares about students. Well, know this, you're not alone. People all across the country are engaging Gen Z and care deeply about the spiritual direction of these young men and women. Whether you're full-time, part-time, bivocational, or volunteer, if you have a heart for students, this is the place for you. Welcome back to another episode of the Student Ministry Matters podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be talking with Stephen Castleberry. Stephen is going to be sharing at the SOAR 2023 conference about being devoted to God's Word, and we're going to hear from him in just a moment. But before we get to that, I just want to invite you to check out our podcast partner. That's Central Baptist College of Conway, Arkansas. Stephen and I are both graduates of CBC. It's a place where you can focus your education and have a Christ focused at the same time. And so I just want to encourage you to check it out. Have your students check it out at cbc.edu. Well, SOAR is coming up. We're recording this at the very end of May, and the SOAR conference is July 3rd through the 5th. It's a conference that usually has hundreds of students. There have been times where we've had thousands of students uh, all across uh, our country, and we're excited for that this year. The theme is Devoted. And so on our last episode, we talked with Chris Vines about devotion distra distracted or derailed, really. And on this episode, we're going to be talking with Stephen about uh, devoted to God's Word. Uh, Stephen Castleberry is the experienced pastor at Antioch Georgetown. He has been connected with the SOAR conference off and on for many years. He was an attendee back in high school and he's taken groups at different times, and we're so excited for him to be on the podcast. Welcome, Stephen. Hey, so glad to be here. Thanks for having me again. I'm always fascinated by the title, Experience Pastor. I love it. I think it's great. I understand. Let our listeners know a little bit more about that. Yes. So uh, I was one of the uh, founding members of Antioch Georgetown about six years ago. And up until recently, it didn't make a whole lot of sense. But now it makes a lot more sense. We have a lead pastor. Uh, and I was over really the Sunday experience. Uh, about a month ago, we hired our, our third pastor, Daryl Hudson, and he is over discipleship. So now it's more easy to understand. We have Daryl who oversees all things discipleship, small groups, kids, students, and all things like that. And I oversee the very practical side of doing ministry on Sundays and all that entails. Well, Stephen, to let our listeners know a little bit more about you, maybe they've heard your previous interview on our podcast and they heard some of that background stuff, but let our listeners know about where you're at, your family, your ministry, what God is doing in your life. We were at a church in central Arkansas until about six years ago when that church, uh, Antioch in Conway, uh, wanted to plant a church in the Austin metro area. And uh, we and about 25 other adults uh, packed up and moved to Georgetown, Texas. At the time, it was the fastest growing uh, large city in the United States. 
And the census data actually came out about two weeks ago that said it is still the fastest growing large city in the United States. Uh, last year, every single day, 28 new people moved to Georgetown. There are people coming from all over, especially from the West Coast, a lot of people in the tech industry that are moving to Georgetown to be close to Austin, but just outside of it. And God has really used our church in a big way. I would say maybe even a fourth of our churches is West Coasters. And we are very excited uh, to see what God is doing. God has really grown our church uh, in the past uh, three or four years, and we just could not be more excited about all that's going on. My wife uh, is a professor at the University of Texas at Austin in the College of Pharmacy, and I have three kids, uh, a six-year-old boy, a four-year-old boy, and a three-year-old little girl, and uh, we are just loving life here in Central Texas. So the little girl, is she the princess of the house? She is both the the, the princess, the ruler, but I will say she <laughs> loves, she absolutely loves to serve her family. And uh, even last night as we were watching TV, uh, she just went into the kitchen, got every single person a drink and, and was carrying them all, all, all five, just coming into the living room. I was so worried that I was going to have to clean up a mess, but she just wanted to love on us. And oh. we just love our little Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Well, Stephen, one of the things that I like to ask our guests, and I'm not sure if I asked you last time, um, but during those high school years, you know, our, our podcast is for the the full-time, part-time, and volunteer student minister worker. Who invested in you during those high school years? Doesn't even have to be somebody in the church. Might be a coach, but but who was that person for you? For me, it was a, uh, a student pastor named um, T.J. Johnson. He um, was at Emmanuel Baptist Church in Camden, Arkansas. Uh, my family moved to that church when I was in the tenth grade, and uh, there were there were other guys who who had poured into my life as well. But but with TJ, that was really when my my faith was coming alive, and 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 my identity in Christ was really being formed. And in those high school years, he not only helped me discover my faith, but helped me discover how to engage with my faith. And that was really big for me, that, that I, I had the capacity to read God's Word on my own. And I had the uh, not only the capacity, but I had the responsibility to engage with God for myself, not just a weekend thing, not just uh, something as uh, adjacent to my parents' faith, but this was me, and this was my responsibility, and I had to step into that. And so I credit him so much for uh, my development in those high school years. He's now, um, you know, doing great things, and um, I just love everything that God is doing through his life and and all the lives that he has affected um, that were kind of in that same group as me. There's at least uh, three, four, five guys who are active in full-time ministry right now because of his investment in the kingdom. You know, I'm always excited to, to hear that, the investment from someone during those years. Sometimes we don't see, you know, those results. People move away, things change. I guess with social media, we have an opportunity to catch up with people in ways that we didn't before. Uh, but I even think back to my the little church that I was at during my high school years, and we had 
a handful of, of students there. But out of that handful, a large percentage ended up in ministry. And that was just a volunteer. And so I'm, we're blessed. Um, and I'm thankful that you you have the opportunity to to share that with us about TJ. And I know his wife, Jenny, they're special people. And we, we love them dearly. We're talking about SOAR. SOAR is one of those exciting events for BMA churches. That's the Baptist Missionary Association of America. But I know that there are groups outside of our little tribe that are coming and joining us in this time of, of fun, of study, of growing. Uh, we'll have times of worship, times of looking into the Word. We're going to have breakout groups. In fact, I think, Stephen, you're leading a breakout group in addition to your main stage talk. What What's the breakout group called? Yeah, so uh, it's going to be called... Um, DTR, define the relationship, Jesus and science. And so we are going to be talking about, uh, is faith always antithetical to science? Can you be a person of science and a person of faith? And I'm very excited about it. This is a topic that's uh, very dear to me. Uh, Matter of fact, when they reached out about the breakout, they knew I was going to be doing a main session. And so they said, hey, no pressure on this. And I said, I I think I want to do it. Let me pray uh, overnight about it. And I told my wife about it and she said, Hey, you're doing this. People need to hear this. Talk <laughs> yeah, about it. And I said, do. okay, my wife and the Holy spirit have spoken. I'm in. <laughs> I love how that sometimes sounds just the same, doesn't it? So <laughs> yes. <it's... laughs> well, listen, Stephen, um, we've got you on here today to talk about your main stage talk. Uh, being devoted to God's Word. And so where are you going to be taking those in attendance? Where are you going to be leading us as we look in the Word and what you'll be sharing with us? Well, there's there's kind of a tension between this idea that everything is new, that uh, our students are, are experiencing things, whether it's TikTok, social media, AI, all of that stuff, all of that's new. Uh, But there's also this tension from the scripture that there is nothing new under the sun. And so what we're going to start out with is is kind of acknowledging that in this age of deep fakes and misinformation and my truth, that we're really struggling with the same thing that people have struggled with for thousands of years. It's the question of what is truth. Matter of fact, um, I hope to start the the session with a video that kind of combines all of these things and and really kind of talks about AI and how how new and different and challenging our time is, and then kind of ends with the uh, AI asking, what is truth? And then when I actually start my message, I hope to reveal that that's a question that's recorded in Scripture. Mm. Pilate asked that same question to Jesus. What is truth. And so in an age where our attention spans are are short, where we're not sure what we can trust, how can we be devoted to God's word? And uh, I'm, I'm really excited about that because I believe that when when people not only engage with God's word, but actually build their life on God's word, they're transformed. That's how Jesus closed the Sermon on the Mount. He said, hey, it's not just enough to hear. You must build your life on my teachings. Uh, that is the solid foundation. 
So that's that's really what we're going to be exploring, and we're going to talk about okay, how do we actually do that? How do, how do we actually build our life on God's word? Because we can't just say it, because that's not building our life. We have to actually actually do it. And so I want to not only tie it to uh, the scripture and, and give a, a good case for devoting ourselves to God's word, but also let the students walk away with something that that day they can start doing to devote mm. their lives to the unchanging truth of God's word. You know, you mentioned several things that we could dig into on this podcast and probably many more, uh, but I, I'd like for our listeners to to hear your thoughts on this idea of a student's truth versus um, eternal truth. How do we help students with that issue? How do we break through this idea that, well, that may be true for the other person, but it's not true for me or multiple ideas of truth? I mean, because at the heart of what you're sharing and talking about is one eternal truth that is unchanging, that will always be there for us and always give us guidance. So how do we talk with students about this issue? You know, I think for a lot of people, when they, they first hear this this phrase, my truth, I think what, what makes people swallow it hook, line, and sinker is what they hear is my story or, or my experience. Mm. And when they swallow that, I mean, that's okay. I mean, even the scripture talks a lot about our testimony right? But the difference is, is when we begin to elevate our personal experience to universal truth. And, and that's the difference there, is that we can't have competing versions of the truth. There is the truth. We can have different interpretations of the truth. We might see it in from different perspectives. The truth is truth. And we are never going to break God's truth. God's truth will break us. And so we can either do that voluntarily. We can let in God's word to, to break us, uh, to, to change us, to use what Paul said in Romans, to transform us by the renewing of our minds, or we can work against it. We can deny it, but that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I can say that gravity doesn't exist all day long, but I'll still break my leg if I jump off the roof. And one of the, you know, you talked earlier about student leaders and investing in students, um, being a guy who was 10 plus years in student ministry, one of the most heartbreaking things is looking at those students' lives that you poured into week after week and you presented them with the truth, but they decided to build that foundation on sand instead. Um, you know, sometimes I, I read Jesus where he looked over Jerusalem and he says, how I long to gather you, but you wouldn't come. And Oh, it breaks my heart sometimes. I just say, man, you, instead of being broken by the truth, you went up against the truth and it broke you in a hard way. And so I think for a lot of students, that's what it has to come down to. They have to have this realization that life is is not going to center around them. Truth is not going to fit into their mold. If they want to be a person of character, if they want to live a truthful life, if they want to truly follow Jesus, then it's they who have to change, not the truth, not God's word, and not Christ. And that is huge. When you realize that the world and life isn't about you, <laughs> you take Amen. on a whole new attitude and a whole new light um, to everything. And so, 
But when you are 16, 17, you kind of feel like everything does revolve around you. And yes, so, you do. <laughs> I mean, those of us who work with students know this truth, and then that is totally a truth um, that we have to work around. So, well, Stephen, let me ask you another question about uh, something that'll be practical that we can have for those student ministry workers who are listening today. How do we help our students take that leap or just simply embrace the word and to be more devoted to the word? So what are some things that you might have for those student ministry workers? Yeah, I would say that the the number one thing that I that I would recommend and the number one thing that that I always try to do is make the leap that you want them to take, the, the action that you want them to take as easy as possible. Mm. Um, we all have our preference, but if you would not look at it from your point of view, look at it from their point of view, whatever it's going to take to make that leap as easy as possible, start there. And then if you want to tweak it from there, go ahead. Here's an example. There's there's always been a debate. Maybe it's still kind of going on in your church. I'm not sure. Do you have a physical paper Bible or do you have a digital app-based Bible? And can I tell you something? They're both the Bible. That they, they are. God's Word has had many physical forms. The content hasn't changed, but it has it has had many forms throughout uh, history. And the Gutenberg Press has been around for a while. But I, I remember sitting in my apartment when the App Store was launched and the Bible actually being one of the original apps on the App Store. And out of all the things that Apple announced that day, the thing that stuck out to me was that there was someone who saw the App Store coming and said, you know what? People need God's word on the mm. opening day. And you can prefer a paper one, and that's great. When I read the Bible, I prefer to read on a paper, physical Bible. But for a lot of students, it's so much more convenient for them to have it on their phone. Does it open them up to distractions? Is TikTok right there? Well, yes, but guess what? Their phone's going to be right there too if they're on their paper Bible as well. And so I would say, you faster, let them take the first step on a way, in a way that that fits them, that they download the YouVersion Bible app, that they're they're engaging with it that way. And if you want to help them pivot to uh, a translation that you prefer, or you want them to pivot to a physical Bible, do that, but do it slowly. Let them take those first steps. Let them taste and see uh, that the Lord is good. And Start with that and 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 don't hinder that. Don't don't be a hindrance to them. Let them take those those first few steps. And one of the things that, that I love to tell people is when it comes to reading your Bible, we all have preferences. Some of us we like to get the story and we want to read fast, 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 fast. I know there are a lot of students who are out there, they read uh it's summertime, maybe they're gonna read all night long, but they've got a good novel, they're gonna be in it. And there are other people that they just want to go deep. They want to maybe study one verse for three days, and those are both good. But my advice to people is always, when you start to read the Bible, read it fast, then read it slow. Hmm. Sometimes we, we tell people to, to, to really dig down into the Word, and again, that's a great thing. But they miss the forest because they're staring at a leaf. 
And so to get the big idea of the Bible, I love to tell people, hey, read the whole New Testament as fast as you can. Read it in a week, read it in two weeks, whatever it takes, and get the big idea. Read the whole Bible. There are people that can read it in months, just just a few months. They can cover the whole thing. And when you get that big idea of the Bible, not only can you personally jump into and dig into a passage and you know how it fits, but also at youth group or in a church service, when the pastor says, hey, turn to Haggai, they don't have to go, uh, what's a Haggai? They've <laughs> read it. They at least understand in the biblical timeline where it happens, and they can contextualize the scripture so much better. So I love to tell people, read it fast, then read it slow. Those are great suggestions, and they're easy steps to take for our student ministry workers. Too often, you're right, there is a debate that still kind of rages on in some churches. Is it more holy to read from a paper Bible or a digital Bible? I know I catch myself even going back and forth myself on what I'm reading from. Um, Sometimes it feels better to read on my iPad because, well, I'm old and I can read because the words are bigger. Sometimes I'll just grab my phone and other times I'll pull a Bible up there with me as I share on a Sunday. Um, But all of those you know, those arguments need to be set aside because you're right. The Bible was one of those first things it, that we found on apps, but also it's what really pushed forward the idea of a printing press. And so with all of those things in mind, we just want to get the word into our students' hands, help them, like you said, take some of those easy first steps. Do you have any other suggestions for our, our listeners today? Yeah, I would say uh, student leaders, If you were trying to get everyone on the same page, I would say, tell them what translation that you're using. Mm. And, and especially as, as Christmas time rolls on, I know that seems forever, but send an email out to your parents and say, Hey, our church, I teach from this Bible. Yeah. Get in sync with your pastor and say, we use this translation that way when they're when they're looking at it and they're reading it with you, they're not looking at that Bible that they got 10 years ago. And then you've got your Bible and they're going, okay, I know they're kind of saying the same thing, but (laughs) I'm kind of jarred. Um, That's a big deal. That's something that our church did. Uh, The lead pastor was using uh, one translation when he preached. I was using another translation when I preached. And what we realized is we just needed to get on the same page and we didn't, you know, make some kind of a hard rule. This is the only translation that we use, but we just got consistent. And what we found is that over the years, people just said, Hey, we're going to, next time I'll buy a Bible, I'm going to buy that one because I'm going to be reading the same passage as my youth pastor, as my pastor, as whoever gets on stage, we are going to be in the same place. And so that's a good one for, for student leaders. Uh, If I was talking to students, I would say, Hey, give it a try. You're on summer break. Download the app. Start reading. I personally love the book of Luke. I would start there and hear the story of Jesus. Matter of fact, if you don't want to read it, you can literally hear the story of Jesus. <laughs> That's you right. just open up the Bible app, you hit play, and they will they they will read it to you. And some of those translations, it gets pretty dynamic in there. And so I know a lot of people uh, tell me, hey, I'm on my commute. 
I, I, I listen to the Bible for an hour every day, and I'm like, wow, that is amazing. Again, do I want people to, to go in and, and do these deep mining, uh, you know, really dug, digging into Scripture? Sure. But you know what's better than nothing? Listening to the Bible an hour a day on your commute. And so, students, you can do that. Jump in. The cookies are on the bottom shelf. Go ahead. Get into God's <laughs> Word. And if you build your life on it, you will not regret it. Man, that's great. I love the suggestion about just being on the same page and letting your people know, and the parents especially. I know that one of the things that we've made a decision about was giving a Bible to our children who are graduating out of children's worship to our the big church, you know, that that sort of thing. But I found a um, a translation that we are using primarily from the pulpit and other places in the church. And so it's not just a kid Bible. It's a Bible that's going to be consistent. So as they open it up, yes, it's got some great illustrations in it, kids maps, things like that, but it's the same version. So we're not having to worry, okay, why does my Bible say something different than the pastor's? And so great suggestion. Thank you so much, Stephen. Uh, for sharing that and for sharing about your upcoming talk at SOAR 2023. I know that this idea of being devoted to God's Word is an important one, one that we need to listen to, one that we need to talk about. And so if anyone has any questions for you uh, that would like to reach out to you, what's one of the best ways for them to do that? Yeah, I'd love to give out my email. Uh, it is Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, at Antioch, A-N-T-I-O, C-H-G-T, as in Georgetown.com. And uh, yeah, I'd love to hear from you. Matter of fact, I've already heard from several people who are going to be attending the conference, and they said, hey, I, I just I want to meet you, or I've, I've got some questions. I love that. I'd love to speak with you. And again, thank you, Stephen. It's wonderful when speakers are willing and ready to answer those questions, because one of the best things that we can do as we prepare for this conference or any conference is to have some things in mind about what we're going to talk to our students about. Uh, Chris Vines on a previous conversation mentioned that, and it was just an important thing. So I hope that you're preparing, listener, if you're going to be with us, or even if you're not, that you are encouraging your students to be devoted to God's Word. That's what we want. That's our hope. That's our desire. And again, we're just so thankful for you tuning in and downloading and listening and connecting with us in this way. And so as we go forward, let me just remind you to keep loving those students, keep pointing them to God's Word, and keep doing all these things because student ministry matters. Thanks for listening to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. Get connected at studentministrymatters.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Student Ministry Matters. Until next time, keep up the great work with your students because the work matters.